Because the cool thing about riding horse too is you cover so much country, and it's not as physically demanding as a backpack hunt. And all the country you're covering, I mean, you can run into an animal at any time. Lots of times riding the moose grunts. Oh, get off, tie up. You're all ready to go. You know. Oh, that's a weird looking elk. Yeah. Why is that? Why is that elk a sorrel and white? Yeah. <laughs> so many times riding along an elk, right. just rip one right beside you, and you're like, ah. and you get off, tie up, do your thing, and no, he was just kind of telling you he was there and moving off, but no, you get lots of cool opportunities because you can cover so much ground. From Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Action. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for joining us every day. Thanks for listening. We greatly appreciate it. And uh, we appreciate you. Uh, welcome to our bone cave. It's changing. Hate to everybody to know this, but this will be a studio room. We'll still do the bone caves in it, but uh, as we move to another new location for our, center. yeah, we'll do. I'm sorry, we'll do our podcast and we'll do video production in it. But it'll be changing what it is. Yeah, we're gonna so do quite a bit of video. You might even see a few bones. You yeah. might even see a few bones. It but like anyway. It, it's spectacular. It should be visual, not just mm -hmm. audio. Yeah, actually, we should do this. Yeah. <laughs> but then they'd have to look at you. You know, that's, that's okay. Know. That's why we haven't done it. it. Bleep, but yeah, then it's, it's like that's why Brian, we, that's Brian. why we haven't done it. Better Brian. tell everybody who this guy is. Yeah, well, everybody knows <laughs> it's asshole friend. Oh. <laughs> and I'm here today with Brian and Brad. Brian has a face for radio, so... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so we we got Aaron, we got Brad, we got Bleep, and we got myself. Thanks for joining us today, and here we go again. Off we go. What another, are we talking about today? Circus. Well, you know what you know what's funny is that we did a um we did an advisory training call this morning, at uh, um at nine o'clock early, so early. So what time did you stay up last night? Aaron? What time did you get on the call? I got on at nine o six. And I, I, I didn't stay up that late. I just couldn't sleep. I was oh. feeling good. And then when I, the first time I opened my mouth this morning, I hadn't heard my voice. There it's was like, 47 ah, people ah, waiting ah, to hear you talk. Uh, and he's like, no ah, uh, hold on. Let me go get another drink of coffee. So your f pheasant gnocchi kept you up last night. You had pheasant, you had gnocchi, pheasant gnocchi meat sweats, huh? It tasted really good, but did it did go to not. Deadwood last night? We did yeah, go to Deadwood yeah, last yeah, night. Yeah. yeah, we went up to Jake's, had dinner, had a bottle of wine, hung out with, uh, well, well, the servers were there, so there was some good people, and my wife was there. Um, but, yeah. Um, and ooh. nothing to say about the fact that I've probably talked more in the last five days than I do in three months of my life. <laughs> right? You're kind of, kind of a hermit. True dad. <laughs> we're, we're trying to. Sheep guide, wilderness horseback guide, and, uh, yeah, you're kind of everywhere. Yeah, 60 miles to a grocery store, <laughs> that kind of stuff. It's like, oh, people. <laughs> I'll just shoot another just caribou. For yeah. yeah, your immune system probably isn't what. Eric Skabang no. was in here earlier. I think Miller, Brett Miller, goes, uh, you guys all sick don't get him sick and i'm like well eric's Im Im immune to this shit because he's got little rugrats at home and those little disease will 
pieces of flesh, bring everything home from mm-hmm. the school. So anyway, and, uh, yeah, I climb out of a hole three times a winter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I interact with people and get sick. Yeah, because yeah. right now you have a dead horse outside your house, don't you? Yeah, there was a dead horse. Yeah, yeah. So we should so up there with. So you got to get home and shoot some coyotes. Gotta catch some coyotes. Dead, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we saw a mangy coyote. It, all you listeners are gonna appreciate this. We saw a mangy coyote, and, and I kind of go coyote crazy. I saw the coyote standing on a fence line. I was like, "Wow!" I hit my brakes. I'm like, "Ooh, right there, coyote!" Everybody see it? And and, and Aaron and Lindley are both in there. Like, yeah. Lindley goes, "Oh, that's a big coyote." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's it's just mangy." She's like, "How do you know it's mangy?" And well, it's got no guard hairs. It's just black. And uh, um, I go, oh, dude, I need to shoot that. And Aaron immediately goes, no, you got to change your perspective. Yeah, you got to let all them live and go kill the other suckers. Yeah, they got a leg frozen off, a tail stuff. frozen off. There's the problem. It's 65 again today, February. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we don't they, have it like they, you guys have. They can it, even so. survive down here, mangy. So yeah. um, horseback hunting. So we're going to talk today about um, Brian's keeping us on track. horseback. Well, that was Brad. Brad. His no, Brian's horseback hunting. Horseback. Uh, he's getting <laughs> bored with this conversation. Yeah. Uh, Redirect. Uh, Redirect. Uh, Just get, treat so you like children. We uh, <laughs> horseback. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Brad. Uh, <laughs> my God. Um, it's 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 always fun. Um, yeah, Brian is like trying to hurt cats. You know? Oh my gosh. Oh, oh for oh, the man. love of Jesus, you have no idea. Well, actually, you do. You've heard Brad's stories. So w- today, so it's like scheduling so four four meetings at nine a.m. and on we just see the Saturday at the expo. If you could, if you could see the internal workings of that, that would scare you. Because he only lets a certain portion out, right? The rest of it in there is just going. That's a great mental image, I have to say. Yeah. yeah normally, a person has a gerbil going at a de- decent rate. I bet you money, Brian's got. Five of them running their guts out. Mangy gerbils. <laughs> Mangy gerbils. Jason, what the f*** is each, going on each, here today? They're in a circle, and each one has cheese tied to its tail. You know tail. what? I'll, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this totally as a, as a huge compliment. It um, is. It is. Uh, yeah. you, there's no way you guys could even keep up. So yeah, exactly. Anyway, um, long story short, today we are going to talk horseback. about horseback. horseback. Yeah. So who is digressing <laughs> who here? Um, so horseback versus backpack. Yeah. And uh, uh, we're going to try to not bounce around too much. We're going to get through this. And I think there's a – from a Eastern hunter's perspective, actually just a hunter's perspective, period, if they've never done this, but the Western hunter has a little bit – better perspective somebody's growing up out west here than an iowa pennsylvania indiana type hunter right Mm. and i think that it this will be a good podcast from a perspective that we can shed a lot of good light because we've all done horseback we've all done backpack and there's some differences when it comes to gear differences physical uh needs uh food i i would say is a giant one uh, animal and trophy care is another one. The way it's handled, mm-hmm. um, uh, mental. Uh, there's, uh, uh, you know, and and there's a, a lot of other ancillary things that we'll talk about. But uh, um, you grew up. You you got into the business today. You were telling Lindley and I. You were telling Lindley. I'd heard the story before. But you started your horseback gig. How old were you? And what was your first horseback gig? So I grew up Saskatchewan, stubble jumper. We had one or two horses, did some horse stuff there, and then I moved out west. I was north of Calgary for a while and did, um, I worked at a kid's camp, and we did trail rides every day, and then, it, um, well, not every day, whenever we had a group, and then in the summertime, we'd do pack trips, so that's where I learned all that stuff. 
then when I was done there, somebody said, oh, you should go be a wrangler for an outfitter. And I was like, oh, okay. So I knew how to do some of that stuff. But, yeah, I went and out there. And off it started. And off it started. I'd never wow. seen a goat before, never seen a caribou, never mm. seen, like. Moose? No, not a good moose. No, I've seen little ones. But then you Pretty see a 50-inch moose, moose, and it's like, holy lightning. <laughs> never seen a grizzly bear. Never seen a stone sheep. And well, off you fixed and all, all that, that yeah. So tell, so 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 just bring our listeners up to speed real quick on this story, because how it happened. Because you, so you go from wrangler to guide like, like like pretty fast. Yeah. And then and then you started and and you had immediate success. I, I tell that story because I thought that was really good today at lunch. Well, I, Lindley was super intrigued. So I, I was, you know, I started off as a wrangler. I worked there for I guess it was a month and a half, <laughs> and then there was a problem. One of the guides was unable to come, so um, Outfitter looked at me, and he said, well, you know how to hunt whitetails, which, in my opinion, if you can kill whitetails, you can just about kill anything. Um, oh, my God. There's a whole bunch of people in Iowa and Illinois that just went, did you hear that? Did you hear that? So you basically, whitetails are tough, man. You went from the grunt to the finished carpenter in a month and a half. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So, so then I started doing this thing, and, you know, I mean, he, he goes – you know, it's pretty funny, actually. I shouldn't. I won't say who it was because it was hilarious. Going to get a get on a plane to go out there, and he goes, "Okay, this is how you call a cow moose. This is how you make a cow moose sound." You know, so it's like, and, I, and he goes, "You try." So I tried it, and he's like, "Good, good, good." And he says, "So <laughs> this is what a bull moose sounds like, you know, or you know." So then I was like, Ur. "So I did that," and he's like, "Yeah, good. Okay, you're good. Hunter comes in tomorrow." <laughs> and, and, and away I went. I mean, we killed a moose on that. So you trip. already knew how to, but this was in brand new country. You'd never seen this country. Well, I had been riding around in it for a month Six and weeks. a half. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I'd been to all the camps, cutting trail, doing all that jazz. I knew all the stuff. Had seen wildlife, knew where to go. You know that kind of thing. But there was some draw on a napkin. Hey, you go up until this <laughs> dead tree, and you turn at this rock, and you go in here. Nobody's been in there in 15 years. And, I mean, we rolled in there, killed a giant caribou, come out of there, went and killed a goat. Oh, and the funny – so, actually, the moose grunting part was on my second hunt. But the first hunt, <laughs> I'm, I'm acting Figured that as out on your own on the first hunt. <laughs> well, no, that – so, my first hunt was a goat. And I was working with this native fellow, and – we saw these two goats. We climb up there, screwed it up. Hunters blazed away, missed them all, you know, all that kind of thing. And I, you know, I didn't know anything. And he looks at me and goes, I think my hunter's gun is off. I'm going to go back to camp and shoot it. He said, the outfitter told me to turn you loose. He said, go kill one of them goats. And them suckers had gone up over the mountain. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So we started tracking. We ended up killing one of them. Yeah, it was a nine, seven, inch, inch billy. Wow. <laughs> one of the ones we no way in. yeah with not with your rifle no with a, I had there was two hunters right and I took the other hunter and we went up there so he just said hey I'm gonna go back down and check this guy's yeah. rifle you t you take I'm taking Bob you take Joe get your ass up over yeah. that mountain. was just Bob's rifle off back? no well it didn't really matter we shot him <laughs> at 15 yards no uh, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they like, were both shooting before oh both wailing away with these goats <laughs> missing you know the whole thing and it, it, it it's interesting you look back how much. Because the guy's like, you know, you have to – he's like, it's 300 yards, and the guy shoots and misses. He goes, hold hold higher, hold higher. And we're shooting straight, like extremely uphill. <laughs> and he just kept going higher and higher and higher over top. 
Yeah. Need and to and nowadays, lower and lower and lower. it's like, <laughs> now I know you go lower and lower. Like, it's like the, the angle affects right. it hugely. So it was straight yeah. uphill. Yeah, it was straight up. Funny. <laughs> and, and, and we shot, you know, well, I don't know. So that your back of the napkin was the GPS of the day. Yeah, exactly. There was no GPS no. when you got started. You paid att- when somebody gave you directions, you paid attention. Yeah. It wasn't a pin. All right, we'll look yeah. at it later. Yeah. You rode off and went, yeah, We, I better pay attention to this. Oh. Or I'll be a drainage over. We go up into this place, caribou start rolling over the hill, smash this caribou. It's 4 o'clock. Get it all done up, whatever, come down. I needed to get to the main trail before dark because the rest of it was a disaster. And we'd track this big grizzly bear in all the way. And I'm coming out, and it was black as an inside of a cow. Like, you could not see. And no headlamps then, nothing. You know, you got your mag light. What are you going to do, a ride with a mag light? So you're riding the black dark with your hand in front of your face so that you don't get any sticks in your face. And just ride. Horse knows where to go. And you just know. ride like this, and it is, like, it perfectly pitch black. And, and your your no moonlight, no you're nothing. Going, what the hell's going on? Yeah, and then you start to hear the horns rattle a little bit. So you get out there and you fumble around in the dark, try and feel, figure out where your your um, uh, diamond hitch is loose, and straighten it up finally. And he was an Austrian fella, and he's like, he's like, no more, no more, because he was scared a grizzly bear is going to eat us. I was like, grizzly bear can't see nothing in this stuff. Like it was black. <laughs> Grizzly bear can't take so that's so that's your first and second hunt. So what? Uh, how many species did you take in those two hunts then? So in those two hunts, I got two. I got five on those two hunts, and then I got two more on the next one. So your seven. first year, you go in, don't know nothing. Binos and rifle. Did you even have one as a wrangler? No, I, I didn't. <laughs> no waterproof boots. Had some crappy rain gear. Um. You know, and buying gear as you go, yeah, Cabela's, you know, you get on there on your days off in between hunts, and then they'd make an order and ship it up there, and it, you'd get it two hunts later kind of thing. But, um, yeah, no, it was, it was crazy. And binos, I don't know. I can't remember. I had an old pair of – I think I had an old pair of Pentex and a Bosch and Lomi Elite uh, spotting scope, you know, one of them straight tube deals. Yeah. Man, I killed a lot of stuff with that thing. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Man. Yeah, Both I started with a Pentex binoculars from the bargain cave or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It lasted a year. And Mine were Nikon. Snapped or something. Mine were Nikon. Like, yeah. And like the second you're riding around the truck, I heard the what you said the other day about your swaros. Is it supposed to make this noise? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just kind of had to shake it to get to look through it yeah. the right way. Oh, yeah. Hold it right there. Okay, you can see it. Now rattle it again. Oh, and then I had binos that the, what, the things weren't parallel. Right, they so they go up. Oh, oh my gosh, trying to stare yeah. like for months. You're staring through that garbage. <laughs> oh, just shut crazy. one eye. But just, kill, like, and now they kill stuff. You you can't even go out there without being tactical and all the greatest cool. man in the world. That so, that said, I mean it's way nicer now. Some of the gear is spectacular. Right, like we never had puffing nothing. We were wearing, uh, wool. you know, denim and wool and. Yeah. Whatever, and you get soaking wet, and it was, it was miserable. Starting fires, getting oh. stuff dried out, crazy. Yeah. Okay, so so here we go. Um, uh, biggest differences: horseback versus backpack. Obviously, an animal's engaged, but what's the difference when it comes to gear? Not much. You're, yes, no, more or less. not a whole lot. I mean, you know, on a backpack hunt, you're going to need a 
better pack like an art an art deal you need like a day pack medium small type pack something to put you know your rain gear in extra clothes lunch you know any of your if you bring water. a spawning scope yeah. water all that kind of stuff that's all you need to carry um which is a lot nicer and then sometimes you can put that on your back well, a lot of times when you go hunting, you you just have it in your pack and you ride with that pack. So you need to have a pack that doesn't interfere with your saddle. Like some guys try and bring an external frame. External frame doesn't work very good on a horse. Um, I, in my opinion, anyway, I want an internal frame. It gets, it gets in the way. Gets in the way. And then, you know, if we're gonna do, if we're gonna move camp, gonna ride five, six, eight hours or whatever, then we put stuff in saddle bags and whatever else. So you're not packing as much on your back. But you want to be able to, because the cool thing about riding horse too is you cover so much country, and it's not as physically demanding a, a, as a backpack hunt. And all the country you're covering, I mean, you can run into an animal at any time. Lots of times, riding a moose grunts, oop, get off, tie up, and you're all ready to go. You know. Yeah, it almost seems as an attractant because they have the same gait. Yeah. And and it's like, oh, I wonder what that is. Yeah. Let's check yeah. that out. Oh, that's a weird looking elk. Yeah. Why is that why is that elk a sorrel and white? <laughs> yeah. So many times riding along an elk right. just rip one right beside you and you're like ah. and you get off, tie up, do your thing, and no, he was just kind of telling you he was there and moving off. But no, you get lots of cool opportunities because you can cover so much ground. So the gear list is basically the same. Baby, the, the so I'm I booking like a hunt versus a backpack. Gear-wise, I'm still going to want quality rain gear. Quality rain gear. I like, personally, I have a, like a heavier type rain gear. Um, and then I have a lighter ta- type packable rain gear in my backpack. You don't typically get near as wet when you're when you're out hunting. It's what, riding you get wet because there's brush rubbing on you, all that kind of stuff. So the important thing is the legs are long enough on your rain gear. Um, you know, I do a crotch test to pull, pull it up. So then that, you know, because when you sit down, I mean, if you have any kind of low crotch in your pants, as soon as you sit down, it pulls it up. So then I see what they're like in comparison to my boots and gaiters are the only time I really wear gaiters is when I'm riding. Um, I don't you don't like wear them. them at all, huh? No, I don't hmm. like them. Interesting. You don't of, like them. They're just noisy. The, the, the less synthetic noise you can make, the better. You, uh. You hate getting wet too. I hate getting. You're wet. the only person I've seen wear three sets of rain gear at oh, once. <laughs> well, and you see the goofy thing, wet snow, all that jazz. It, it, the dude riding in the lead, right? He brushes take, all the water, ninety percent of the water off. So if you're riding on trail yeah. willows, whatever, you are soaked. So I've had times where I got two sets of rain gear on, riding whatever. Look back, my hunter doesn't even have rain gear on. <laughs> you know, I'm like you, pot liquor. <laughs> I I I need that. Oh, uh, I need to be that guy. No rain gear, Fredlin. Get it all off for me. Let's go. You want to see me grumpies if my crotch gets wet riding? Ooh, man, I get sour, <laughs> <laughs> sour. So our our buddy Scott Palmer, he was going on an Idaho hunt, yeah. and he had this guy. I remember the guy's name. It was Dave or something. But he they they somehow coordinated and gr- gonna go on this trip together mm-hmm. this was a long long time ago and scott gets up at the trailhead and he looks and it's 
cloudy and it looks like it's about ready to start spitting and he grab he grabs his rain gear and just puts it on right yeah. which is a smart thing to do right and this other guy he goes you can put your rain gear on dave no <laughs> so it's, of course he's in not an hour he's soaked right soaked. and he goes soaked. he goes and he tries to put his rain gear on he's already Miserable. Yeah, it's a waste of time. And the guy, waste the, time the guy, had never point. been on a horse before. And he goes, just everything just kind of snowballed yeah. on him. And he goes, so they're crossing the last stream, and this stinking horse stumbles, and he falls off. Oh, right no. in the creek. He said, Sick. he said, the day one, he he was pretty much done. Yeah. <laughs> so, with the rain gear thing, anything that's easy to take on and off, because you know, I don't know. It's all mountain hunting. You want to see a change of weather, wait five minutes. I mean, there's days I've taken my rain gear on and off four times. Like it's a pain in the butt if you got to take your boots on and off. And I I leave a set of rain gear, and I tell guys, bring bring a heavier set of rain gear. Leave it on your, leave it on your horse, and then just have a set in your pack, and then away you go. And some guys will bring the same one. You know, I looking at that new King stuff, I really like yeah, that. Yeah, the Paramount. Paramount. Yeah, Paramount's a phenomenal i mean the sleeve things all that jazz keeps you yeah which i'm super proud to say not to sound like an infomercial today but all for all members uh we have all of our membership behind a membership wall so the public can't see it um and non-members can't see it which what does that mean um what that means for you is you have price specials weekly now that Bleep will be kicking out in the newsletter and stuff to make sure you check it, um, that we can uh, offer you things as a member that we couldn't offer you before, and the Paramount Rain Gear is one of the first pieces we're putting on there um, at an extraordinary uh, members-only podcast price for you for the next couple of weeks and just to timestamp this basically from now to the end of the month that's going to be on there and it's the 22nd of february so the next week it's uh it's on there so go ahead yeah no that that stuff's great stuff i really like we'll probably go stuff. till march 15th because this won't oh these Air all won't roll out yeah. so that uh that the original stuff that they had i like it too it's yeah. it's nice for riding on a horse because it's that it's like a light impertech and it's yeah. stretchy and it cuts the wind, and it's a little warmer, I think, which is, you know. Could be. I, I, I know. Well, I what I like about this stuff, to speak to what you were saying, Aaron, is it's, in, and again, not to make it about this, but I love hearing the specifics of gear that's that's better for the horseback so because it comes on and off without, go ahead. comes on and off easy. And mm -hmm. then the other thing a person doesn't think about when you're backpacking or whatever, most of the times your arms are hanging down. Yep. So the water's just running down your arm, off your gloves, whatever. But when you're riding, you're bent at the elbow, your hand is up, you know, holding your reins, whatever, and water will run into your sleeve, will run down your sleeve. Well, no, th those new ones, they have that in inserted piece inside that to lycra, prevent it. Yeah. Lycra wrist cuff. That's great. So yeah. Here's, with, here's, here's with, with a... Here, with a... Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. It, it's it's and they can't see that, guys. Yeah. Uh, I, these are listeners, not viewers. Yeah. Um. So anyway, but how, how Brian holds a teacup? That's how I hold the reins. <laughs> yeah. It's a wine glass. It's wine a wine glass. Because because wait a second. 
That's interesting you would say that because I just had lunch with you and my wife, and I know for sure you cry after sex. And I also know for sure. Well, I don't so know that stop, for stop, sure. Stop, stop, right I don't there. know for right sure. There, right yeah, there. I don't okay. know for sure. Bleep. You and I leave the room for a few minutes, and they can kind of have But bleep, no, I shouldn't say. I, uh, yeah, well, okay. We, yeah, let's not go there. You're right, because I don't know that for sure. But y- y- the, the, my finger up on my my wine tea? I, no, I wasn't the one that said, could I get a cup of tea on honey and lemon? Oh, that would be great. And then my wife says, Oh, yes. Would you like to split a sandwich and salad combo? Oh, that'd be so great. I thought I was I thought I was at like crumpets with two sophisticated. I don't know. Do you hear that? What? You used the right word. What sophisticated. Oh, my. <laughs> that, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's like this isn't isn't being soft. This is refined. Yes. Oh, my. It's refined. Uh, refined. Oh, yeah. You found your way to town, and now you're refined. And thus yeah. the pinky extended. Yeah, exactly. The pinky extended. But he does ride out like that because he's, you know, he's got the reins in between the middle three fingers, so his pinky's out, his it's thumb's out. It's not like that. It's hand well, here's Oh, the, oh, it's, here's oh the, I'm sorry. Palm up. Yeah. And then, but what about the back? Is it still palm up? No, it's palm no, down. No, palm down. Palm down. So yeah. he, and then you're riding out like cool. So yeah, he's got, move with it. Aaron has a really <laughs> nice saddle, really broke in, stirrups are twisted, and it's a 15-hand horse. So everybody else is on like but a you gotta, what, 17, 18-hand horse. Oh, this wide. The most know. obtuse pieces of shit you could possibly imagine. <laughs> no, I'm, I don't want to talk bad about your horses because they were great They're horses. They're good horses. Okay, but they, they, they got, were larger than life, but especially did you, Titan. Hey, did you I ever look? Did you ever look? Me standing beside. We should line it up next time. I'll stand beside my horse. You stand beside yours. My horse You're, was fine. Correct? I love my horse. Molly. Molly. Oh, no, that that was not a horse. First of all, that's a jackass mule piece of shit. Okay. Yeah. But did, the, did you ever notice I picked your horse based on body type? <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> wow! Oh yeah, I did. Not, you know what? Because she was kind of tall and slender. Yeah, yeah. and then and Brad and, and Brad was too. really big and round. So I guess you did. You're right. I yes, I should have noticed that and didn't. But temperament, I picked the same too. Oh my! Right? For the love Brad of was Jesus. a nice Titan. Was a great nice. No. horse. and yours, Molly. No. The two of you didn't get along because you're the same. <laughs> wow, jackass, huh? Hey, remind they're me. both jackasses. What's going on? Nothing. Oh, rem- oh, he's loud. Yeah, I know he's loud. Um, you should hear him in a rest him. You should hear him in a restaurant when you, you when you don't want to be loud and it's loud and the whole restaurant's hearing. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Inside voice, inside voice. Yeah, that's what we always have to be telling Brad. I'm oh always like this gosh. to Brad. I'm like Anyway, um, we're digressing again. Yes, because that's not Signature true. Signature digression. No, because the, the No, you just need to leave that as fact. Just leave it there. No, the second the day I got a horse. Second day, I got a horse. It was amazing. 14 days. Yeah, do you days. know why? Perfect. Yeah, I do, because Molly was a piece of shit. Oh, because you whined and sniveled. I didn't whine and nothing. Yeah. I, I did not. I walked in the cabin that night, and I said, my ass is so sore, I am not getting on that goddamn mule tomorrow. And, then, and the mule's the smoothest thing out there. It had uh, nothing to do with it. Anyway, so so here's the rest of that story, and then we need to get back to the gear list. Uh, we come off the mountain. He's defending himself. Again. No, like no, not, not. not I'm, I'm going to speak to what Brad said. I'm going to speak to what Brad said. I'm going to speak to what Brad said. He's got this beautiful horse, trusty white no, it steed. That's a paint. Yeah, kind of had some white on him. Had a white eye. Me, gorgeous look. No, not you. The, the, your horse. It was a paint. 
I was riding a paint. Yeah. No, I was riding a bay horse. Friendly. No, 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 no. You had that black no. and white paint. Oh. Well, that. Now I feel really bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's easy. So listen to this. We get we get to the water cross and we get the goats off. And and, and I'll, I'll just say I packed mine out and I was whining the last quarter mile like a schoolgirl getting yeah. beat. I was whining. I'm not and saying I we was only a third of a mile. From oh, the shut up. <laughs> exactly. We were only a third of the mile for the horses. And I was like, ah. Anyway, we got to the horses. We get to the water. We we bushwhack. We get to the water. And it says, hey, okay, I'm going to hold these horses here. You run over to camp, jump on mine. I sat, and I, put, I jumped up, threw my leg over, sat in that, got my feet in the stirrups, and I was like, whoa. Well, oh, the saddle is super, it was he like, has I a was super nice habit. saddle. I was like, whoa, 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 what is this? I, I, it's rainbows and unicorns. I, <laughs> like, it's amazing. I, I, I give a little bit of a, let's go on on what's that horse's name? That was Flash. Flash. And Flash just looks at me kind of back like. Oh, I know brother. what that's all about. Collects and himself. It, it, he collects himself. Yeah. And he just takes this soft, smooth gait right across the water. Almost like walking on water. Don't even feel him going. My ass is singing praise to this saddle. <laughs> and I get back. So I ride back. And I grab the fjord <laughs> and another horse. I ride back like Aaron Fredlin with the same, yeah, I'm cool look. I come back across the water. And Aaron says, <laughs> Okay, I got you. I threw him the reins. I said, yeah, I stay right here, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, plus, it's a, it's a nice saddle, too. Carlo, Carlo, you know, he comes walking up, and he's got that little. He goes, hey, how do you like that saddle? Hey, it's, I, it's homemade. Walk. I made it myself. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, it's like a $12 <laughs> real light Those saddle. Good, <laughs> My God. And I'm, I look at Fred, and I'm like, no, uh, no. Two damn days we've been riding out in this shit. And you're riding in a Cadillac, you know. So, so anyway. just at that point, I bought six new saddles last year for clients. Cause Did of, you? Yeah. Oh, about time. And do you know what? They complained that they're brand new. Oh, well, they'll be broken in by this year. <laughs> One did anyway. Yeah, anyway. So, wow. okay, so you got to have easy so on gear. What what else the gear for Well, let's, gear let's talk about the horse thing. Yes. Like, like the saddle thing. Yes. I mean, you just need to be. You, you need to get caught. part of the problem, I think, with people a lot, a lot of times is they're not used to riding horses. You get sore because you're tense, like you, and it's exhausting because you are very tense. And once a person, a couple days into a hunt, a lot of times they, we've had guys who have never bitten on a horse, three, four days into the deal, they're relaxed. It's not a big issue anymore. And part of the uncomfortableness about riding a saddle is not necessarily the saddle well sometimes it's a saddle but i did that to you on purpose no i'm just kidding um some sometimes it's just getting used to it that's all it is because yeah, you take time and you yeah. you uh set the stirrups right and yeah. stuff for everybody and you, when and you, you need to communicate it's important to communicate with your wrangler or your guide or whoever you're with if you're if your ass is sore your stirrups need to be a little shorter and if your knees are sore, your stirrups need to be a little longer. Right. And if your sore. ass and your knees are <laughs> sore, they're perfect. <laughs> so, you know, but they're, they're, there's just different. And, you know, Jim Bonanno is a great example. At first, he comes, his stirrups are set short because he's uncomfortable. Now, I mean, he sets them suckers out right. there as he long as he can get, out, gets boom. extended out. Because he's got good balance. Good balance. He's, yeah, not, he's yeah. not humping the horn. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah squeezing yeah, the life out of it. Yeah, he's okay. relaxed. He's got his yeah. good core center. Yeah. Um, I would encourage people to seriously just go find a horse lover and go ride. 
Yeah, um, sure. take yeah. some riding classes. Just, just ride. It even starts at the beginning. Just getting on a horse. I mean, if you're not comfortable with it, yeah. you don't know what the heck you're doing. You know, usually the, your horses they stand there and they're mm-hmm. super. I mean, that's that's easy. But still, some. I mean, if if you a couple see the guys show Shrek where that little guy was getting on the horse and he'd bring his ladder over, that was Brad. <laughs> it was it was me with that <laughs> big horse. I <laughs> I was getting. I was always finding something we to were, get on. I was we like, were oh, halfway really? out the first day, and I look, and I'm watching him. I'm sitting on my mule. Piece of <laughs> and anyway, and I look, and Brad's walking over to his stump, crawls up on the stump, jumps on his horse. Perfect. And I'm like, perfect, Brad. That's innovative. <laughs> he goes, I'm not jumping into this his back for the next 14 days not using yeah, a little well, geez, it, what, it doesn't seem in my life that it was that long ago that you could swing up into the saddle oh, i'm yeah, not yeah. swinging into a saddle anymore well how well, how many hands was that horse oh it was 18 no he's 17 he's, 17. <laughs> he's big he's big uh, 17 plus plus yeah. plus but molly's plus. not i'm big. on your side on this one brad i don't take brad's side very often <laughs> 17's big horse, that buddy. That was 18. No. Patches was 16 hands. No. That thing and then this, and that horse was way bigger than Patches. Just because of volume, that's all. It's like Brian's not as tall as he says he is. He's just a big guy. So then uh, No, actually, people usually think I'm 5'10". You know what was – like one of the things about that horse, though, there's a lot of boggy stuff. That horse had – yeah, pie plates, and that's the difference between where we were there and now. I mean, I have just about no boggy stuff. No, oh yeah, nothing really. Yeah. So no. it, that's that's where that mule. That was the real handicap of a mule. Is yeah. once you got into that boggy stuff, he sank or she sank a lot. Those big old horses with those big old pie plate. Molly feet. is the best bog navigator I've ever seen in my life. Oh boy, here we go. mules are just unique if you're so, not used to riding. So them. other than that, there's not. So the pack, there's a difference. There's uh, some gear difference in what mm-hmm. we're looking for for rain gear, but primarily just one that can get on and off easy and a little heavier one because you can leave it right on your yeah. uh, on your saddle, tie it up to your yeah. uh, you know your saddle bags. And and, and the other th- nice thing about ho- horses is you're not packing all the gear on your back, so you, you we can take more gear, right? You I- know so. I, w- I would say, too, from an optics perspective, some guys go, well, on a backpack, we're only I-, I will reduce down so we just have the guy to have an optics. Yours, you're like, bring your own uh, thing because, you know, your own spotting scope because you can throw them right on the horse. Mm-hmm. And I did like that. Tie up your, uh, mm-hmm. your, your, your tripod, put your optics in the one saddlebag, mm-hmm. you know, your sandwich and waters in the other one, and away you go. You have your light pack on your back. You're riding out, no problem. And you can bring it, you, you know, you can bring a. A little bit nicer sleeping bag, a little warmer sleeping bag, because you're not packing it. The horse is packing it. Mm-hmm. And you, you can bring a few, you know, on a backpack hunt. I want to bring, like, a, the pants I'm wearing and maybe whatever. Well, you, we, we give everybody a, a full panniered. You can fill that panniered with whatever gear you have. And that's what you got, and then you can put your saddle. Yeah, and realistically, it's nice. about what's going to go in a pack anyway. I mean, it's you don't. Yeah. But but honestly, more. you put fifty pounds in that, and then you put. I mean, you can because you put a little bit more on your back. You can get in and out and have a real. But good you don't have to carry your food, right? Right. So yeah, it's totally. You know, we weigh lots of our stuff just to max to match them. You know, you want your packs to be your panniers to be same weight both sides. Most of the time, people's gear. It's running 35 pounds, you know, that kind of thing. That's just the gear. But then we bring food. Food. 
Real food. We bring real food. And Steak, you, pork chops. All so let's go down to that. Food. You have a grate, and we cook real food uh, over a fire. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. I've never had fire-fried bacon until I – Oh, oh man, man. That's The amazing. real – everything about a horseback hunt, in my opinion, is better. The hard part is you got to babysit the horses, and you need enough grass to feed them up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Those are the t- – and you got to water them. But so smart. food difference. Backpacks, dehydrated – Candy bars, stuff like that. What do you pack on these for you? Like, so you you have one guy going out with a wrangler and a guide. What what's what's the menu? What's it look like? Versus, we know a backpack hunt is peak refuel, peak mm-hmm. refuel, candy bars, and maybe some jerky and it, some bacon. You, you know, we do bacon. Um, lots of times we'll do, we'll do like a bacon and cheese fried pita kind of deal. In the morning, or we do oatmeal, something like that. Lunch, you know, salami, cheese, you know, bread, all that kind of jazz. No problem. Then suppers, we do steak, chicken, pork chops. Short ribs. Short. Did we do short ribs? We did short we ribs. We did short ribs. They were those, uh, um, those were those Maui Japanese. Style. Yeah. yeah Maui style. Japanese Maui style yeah. short ribs about that thick. Slender. Oh, oh, yeah, that's oh. good. And then with that, we'll bring. You know, sometimes you might have canned corn. First couple days, depending on what time of year, might have a couple salads with us. We do yeah. like yeah, because you, you had those bit. mixed salads. Yeah, we had like that. You know the the, the bag salad. Yeah, whatever, the bag yeah. salads, the Southwest, the yeah. Asian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and it, it really was. It was. It, it's really good. Ooh. So big differences. Food. Big differences. Food. Food's big difference. And just com- too, we you know our tents are fourteen by fourteen wood stove. You know, all that jazz. If you get wet, so what? You can dry out. We had potatoes, yeah. too. Yeah, we had potatoes. I do in, lots of instant, instant potatoes. potatoes. But yeah, because you had boxes of them. Yeah. I mean, they were well, really we bring, good. Like, onions and garlic. Yes. And they get all the Seasoning. Seasoning. I yeah. mean, we killed stuff, and we're – like, I remember we took the fillets out of the uh, uh, the uh that moose, and – the next day, we wrapped those suckers up in bacon, bacon cut them two inches them. Oh, thick. Man. We put them on that grill that you had that clamped together it's heavenly. and made them uh, medium rare. Oh, my yeah. God. They were better than any beef. Yeah. Oh, they were unbelievable. And we had a big old pot of mashed potatoes, and you had butter there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bacon yeah. and then more bacon. Yeah, bacon, more <laughs> bacon. Bacon's easy because it doesn't – it stays good for so long. So, yeah, the food difference was big. Physical difference. Physical difference is not near as demanding. Like, I pick a goat hunt, for example. You ride up and down the valley until you spot the goat that you want. Then you decide and you, you know, you pack up there and go get them. And if you don't get them today, well, we'll come back tomorrow. You know, that kind of deal. You go stay in your tent, all that jazz. Whereas if you're backpacking, you 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 don't have as many options i would say because you can't cover as much ground well and even if you even if you try you just get burned out well you, you just and you don't out and you, you only got so so much energy in the tank yeah and uh, you You're know carrying all your crap not that i ever say ride by a good goat or something but you might look at a goat and say well you know well, guide might say maybe we can do better you ride two hours up the valley look around come back and say no he's the best one here and when you're backpacking, you go, okay, yeah, we can spend the next day th- going up the valley. Five and hours back. up and five hours and, back. You, you know, and all that jazz. So yeah, just you, you hike up there and you might see one, might not. Yeah. And it's a, a, a day for sure to go yeah. check another one. You come back and he's moved. This one you go, ah, let's go. Yeah. So it gives yeah. you more options. Yeah, more it, options. it does. 
I, I want to. I always want to say to people that because they go, oh, you went on a horseback hunt. Yep. And I'm at the age where I don't want to carry a heavy pack. Yeah. However, what I say is it saves your legs to be able to take more trips up the mountain if you wanted to. Oh yeah. But I Without mean, question. you know, then when you're talking moose and elk hunting, you're like, you sit glass this basin, nothing here. Let's check the next one. What's the what's the physical strain on checking the next valley? Nothing. Sitting on your horse. Right. Otherwise, it's seven hours of yeah. you, you know brush beating in the bottom, yeah, yeah. Mo- mountain hiking, shale peeling, yeah. rip over, ripping through the willows, mm-hmm. yeah, tussock, and that's that's the really the hard it just part. Beats it's you the up. bottoms, man. Yeah, yeah. And so that that's crazy. And side hilling and knife edging isn't always fun no, to get to the next fun. valley either. And with a horse, you check out this side of the valley, this valley, and tomorrow you go look at the other side. You don't have to climb on top. You don't have to climb over the mountain to see what's on the other side. Right. You can ride around on the other, you know, so there's, you just have more options. Yeah, because it's not just, because what I don't, I hope the listeners aren't, I hope you're not sitting there going, oh, so I can go and don't have to get in good shape. No, you need to be in good shape, but it just, like realistically, I'm 56. I probably don't have much desire. Realistically, you're 56 or you are 56? No, realistically, I don't have much desire to, oh, okay. to do these bivouac Back, backpacking backups, hunts. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just just it's just hard. I mean, your body it's gets hard. beat up. You yeah. know, I'm getting more it's and hard. more beat up every year, you know. Horse, 56, you can get in good enough shape to ride up. You ride 10 hours. You make a climb. You, you know, you come back down, get on a horse. Yeah. I've had guys come to work for me. Oh, I've done lots of backpacking hunt, you know, guiding or whatever. Have you ever done horseback stuff? No. Ridden horses and stuff before. <laughs> After one season, they said, what do you think? They go, I'll never do backpack hunt again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always say. That's how I feel about yeah. uh, That's how I feel about my wilderness backpacks. Nah, nah, I'm good. And the moose are even different. I, I always tease that. God created the horse the first time he backpacked the elk out, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. A <laughs> moose, man. Well, and that's oh. the other thing. It's a great, great point. You shoot a moose, say you go land in a lake, and you go and you backpack up and you shoot a moose. Well, now you got two days of humping it to pull it back to camp. And you worn your ass out. And with us, go back there with three hor- two, three horses, depending on what you got. You load it up, come back. It's time, but it's not near the energy. Well, because we shot that moose there. Mm-hmm. It's for everybody listening. It's on the wall in the bone yeah, cave. Can't see you if you Brian. stop by, that's why I'm explaining, Brad. He's <laughs> defending himself again. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I, I was already going. For those of you who can't see, there it was. So um, anyway, for those of you listening that know, uh, well, I'm pointing at the back. So if you're going to – so I was interrupted because I'll finish the comment. Oh, here we go. If you ever come to Spearfish, South Dakota, and hopefully Brad's not here – because he won't say, no, we're not open, go away. Thanks for traveling all this way. <laughs> I'm working, man. Okay. Um, they can't we see will, all the faces. We would love cave. you to come here and to see the Bone Cave in our office, all right? But anyway, that that one we shot in the morning. We just got to the top of the mountain, we spotted him, got down, went and shot him. By the time Tom went and got the horses, you rode back to get that fjord. Mm-hmm. Um and got back there with Brad, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we had that bull cut up, peeled whatever. back in, in, in chunks. Yeah. Couple hours, probably. Mm-hmm. And we had that sucker out, and we I was taking a bath in the river 
Before supper. Before supper yeah. um, that day. And, and it's a couple miles from. And we had them all hung up yeah. and, and put. And I was like, what? It was pretty cool. Yeah. And then we were uh, catching trout, bleep. We were catching trout. There you go. Makes yeah, it worth we, it. We, you probably had that quartered up ready to put in the, on, on the horses before that one we got out of the muck in Alaska. Oh, <laughs> mother what, of What did it pearl. take us four hours to Holy get it to where we and I, I, Everybody Cut thought they were going to die of a hernia oh. or a oh ruptured my. gut or something. Gosh. It was awful. Awful. So it dies right in the water, and we get it up, and it's on the – the slew banks of the Yukon <laughs> tributary back. And we're like, we got ropes well, and no come along and just a bunch no, of dudes. And we had to cut a bunch of willows to try to get to something. To stand on. To stand on. To and, get and leverage. To, and to just roll it up on And it was, was literally horrible. inch by inch by yeah. inch to get that big bastard to move. Oh, and then we, I think he was still a little bit in the water when we butchered him. Uh, it was and horrible. the problem is you'd stand there and start butchering, and it'd just be – you just sink in, and you'd have to pull yourself out of the mud, get more willows and stuff put down. It was awful. And yeah. now you got a horse. It's come oh. right up to it. Well, we, for some reason, you end up shooting elk, and they end up in the river from time <laughs> to time. I don't know why elk do that, where I am anyway. It's like, not again. <laughs> but, I mean, you you can use the horse to tug them out, too. Yeah. You know, like it helps a lot. The, well, which, which leads us to animal and trophy care. Mm. Total different game than backpacking. Total different game, yeah. Yeah. Because you had salt when we went in. Yeah. You bring salt right for the heights. Yeah. And you pull them back. You, you're taking a little bit more off the animal when you're bringing them out. Because not worried we, about weight. Not worried about you know. And you can just meticulously then yeah. go to work on them. Yeah. At camp. Yeah. Turn the ears. Yeah. And Lips and all that stuff, salt amount. Yeah, it gives better favor to almost everything I'm thinking of. Yeah, I I mean, it's just, it's different for sure. Yeah, it's crazy. Do you have taps on all your saddles still? Tapaderos? I think on those new saddles we didn't, we're going to have them. You're going to put them on there. Yeah, that's that's nice up there too. Yeah, that's nice. Saves your boots. Mental difference. (sighs) Mental difference. I know one big one. You tell me. It'll get me rolling. Well, my I, I call it the Starbucks claustrophobia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of guys, you fly in and you drop them off and it's a backpack hunt and you go, all right, we're going to go somewhere that way. Well, where's that way? Well, there's sheep on that mountain. There's sheep on that mountain. There's sheep on this mountain. And a guy's sitting there going, wow, wow, that's a long ways away. And then, yeah. Float plate takes off, wheel plane takes off, and it sputters off in the distance. And What's you look around, like and you, you're like, <laughs> don't, don't encourage you're you. like, what the hell? You're like, holy sh! and the world just closes in on you. Yeah. Eight hours earlier, there was a Starbucks, there was a steakhouse, and a hotel really close. Starbucks claustrophobia. And, and now there's nothing. And you're going, what the hell? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. And with a horse? I feel like you you know, string of horses. It 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 can still happen, but you feel like you have more mobility. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Well, a good example is Jim. There again, Jim Bonanno, where we're we're always using Jim as a guinea pig. But (laughs) you know, we're a day and a half ride, so 
I don't know how many miles that would be. We're a long ways from Zach, and he's in a different camp, and he goes, hey, I found you guys at Ram. Right. And you didn't never been able to do it backpacking. Never. Backpacking? No never. way. Not an option. Yeah, totally. They've been dead by the time he got there. Yeah. So tell the story. So Jim had a package. You know, he had all kinds of tags in his pocket. Then we were moose and elk hunting out of one camp. That's where we wanted to go. Well, that's where Jim wanted to start. And then we get this in-reach message from Zach, and he says, hey, I found an old ram in a really sweet spot. He was, I think he was up goat hunting up a different valley. And I just looked at Jim and says, you want to go? He's like, yeah, yeah, let's go. So we packed up our tent, all our gear. What time of day was this? Well, I think we got that message in the evening. So the next day, we so the next morning, you said, "Hey, morning. you want to yeah. ride out? We'll ride out." Yeah. So we packed up, trucked her for a day, um, made it to the cabins, um, and then we spent the night there. Packed up our stuff. Actually, what we did was we had a, had a Wrangler. So Jim and I. All we did was we just packed up our hunting gear and took off. And it was a five-hour ride up the valley. Rode up the valley, rode up onto the spot, um, into the valley. Zach told us where the ram was, and we saw the ram. And within a couple hours, we got it. Come back. Boys at camp set up. We went to bed. <laughs> well, no, actually, no, that's not true. We got we got stuck on the mountain that night. Yeah. Jim and I stayed around a fire that night. Yep, yeah. you sat around the fire because yeah. I remember him dorming. me. Me going, yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, it was what you. An it was though. you, because oh, yeah. you go, hey, your your hunters, your hunters gonna be changed forever. We're yeah, yeah. That mountain. <laughs> and I was like, dude, that's awesome. And, well, and, and Jim there too. You know, you you talk about him saying he fell off his horse how many times? Yeah, yeah. Jim fell off his horse sometime. Now he comes hunting. No, doesn't happen. Doesn't. He's just used to it. And he wants a, you know, he wants a little horse. That, uh, wants a different horse that give him a different experience. You know, that kind of thing. And it's just a comfort level. It is because you look at Jim now, because uh, I, I always tell the story, he, <laughs> I don't know if I want to kill you, kiss you, or kick you. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because I've fallen off this horse every way to Sunday. Mm. And uh, the first four or five days, he was cussing me out uh, selling this hunt to him. And by the day six, he'd had a ram. Yeah, and by day ten, he didn't want to leave the mountains. Yeah, yeah, that's you right. know, he's like, I'm never leaving this place. I am now officially Jeremiah Johnson. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's like, exactly. let my beard grow and let's rock this thing. Yeah. So it does because you'd go through a mental mor- almost uh, like this. I don't know, morphous. You know, you're like, you're like it. You go from ah to ah. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's crazy. Yeah, hmm. changes people, doesn't it? Changes people. Yeah. And you can't, you can't deny it. the whole. It is just super cool to be riding on your horse mm-hmm. in a whole pack string of boxes, and you see all those old black and white pictures. You see all, you know, everybody's seen them in sports afield. All those magazines, everything. It's as all close bronzes, as you get to back all, in the olden days, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's so, like, but so. you don't have to wear, you don't have to wear oil skin, and we have some synthetic material makes it really nice. You know, it sure of, does. Yeah. So I want to hear you guys' because I want to tell mine. I want to hear you guys' favorite horseback trip and moment. Like it's edged in your mind forever. And I'll I'll never forget mine. I'll start. But we were You're leaving. we run out of time. We, no, I won't be that long. But maybe because it was with you. Um, we were leaving camp. Brad rode out the day before. 
was feeling better. Um, and we stayed back. That morning we got up, and we were shutting down camp, buttoning it up, and you were tying shit on everywhere. And there was a couple horses making a mess of things. And you're like, ah, 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 and you got them all put on there. And I'll never forget, you get over here, we're going to put these horns on. And we threw them big moose horns on both of us on each side. And I held them in place while you were tying them down. And I was taking pictures, standing back, and then trying to help, you know. But I don't know how to do all those hitches and shit. And, uh, um, and we ride out. And you go, man, I'd really like to get going here pretty quick because it looks like it's going to break today. And I was like, oh, man. And it starts pouring, and we're on that cliff straight down on that pond. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, it's muddy, and it's getting yucky. And I'm like – this horse goes, and this host ring goes, and we are deader than hammers, right? <laughs> and so my butt's puckered a little bit, but I'm loving it. And uh, we, we come down where you come off that ridge on that far end, and it opens up in the meadow, and you start crossing that creek. And I'll never forget, you're up there, and you got four horses, and I got four behind me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then Molly bitch is wandering around. But anyway, <laughs> um, uh, she does not, doing her own deal. Uh, dude, she does not take instruction well, just like Ryan. <laughs> so I literally hear crack, and then the thunder hits. And, you know, they say, like, it's a second away. Well, it hit at the same time. And all those horses were kind of like, <laughs> you know. And uh, I look up, and Aaron turns around, looks back at me, shakes his head and puts his head down. <laughs> we're, just, we're just riding through this open basin. And I'm like – we get to the trees where we're going to cut back into some timber, and he holds up, and he goes, how you doing? And I rode up. I looked at him, and I was my, – my eyes were probably this big around. I mean, it was wet, and the hair on your hands because of the static electricity because yeah. the lightning was crashing everywhere around it. I go, dude, I don't know if I've ever felt more alive. Yeah. than I, This is the greatest day I've ever had hunting. And he looks at me like – are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and I was like, no, it was amazing. And I got a picture. I, I have it. I still look at it all the time. We were riding through that meadow. Right. And it was like, oh, it was amazing. So anyway, that's mine. What's yours, Brad? Oh, you know, I have a lot of good memories. I had a neat horse that uh, I, it was Patches, and he was, he was a big horse by South Dakota terms, yeah. right? And I've uh, spent many, many nights riding out in the dark. And, have, yeah, yeah. You, you know, we'd ride out in the bottom of the canyons, and you'd have elk on both sides. You know, they just go crazy at night, yeah, right? Yeah. And there'd be just enough moonlight, and you could see you could see all the peaks and everything. A lot of good memories off horses. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But there's something special about elk hunting on horseback when they're bugling. Yeah. It's really cool. It's really cool. It's yeah. so fun. You know, they they always say the outside of a horse is good for the inside of a man, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's true. I mean, the smell of them and, I mean, just, you know, I mean, if the weather's nice, you know, I mean, when it's cold, it's it's tougher. When you're getting rained on. But a lot of times, man, the weather's perfect and you're just just thankful that you're on on horseback and you're going. It just I, changes the whole experience. I want to hear yours. I was thinking about the other day. Oh, man, I don't know if I can pick one. Oh, man. I got some wild ones. I got some really wild ones. But I have two years left of vetting, and then I'm sending somebody else, and I'm doing a horseback on every fall. Just I'm just booking it. 
But yeah. Maybe stone sheep every fall for the rest of my life. Oh, boy. I don't know if I could put up with you that much. <laughs> I was thinking about finding a good outfitter. Oh, but anyway, my go ahead. Sure, yeah. uh, you and I will just <laughs> hang out then, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, go ahead. I, I you, just, you started it. You kicked that can. I just volleyed it back. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. I just like, you know, there's so many times that you're riding along, you know, because I got all kinds of – it's kind of a shame – that it's not the same experience for me anymore because it's old shoe. Right. It's like this happens every day. Like you do, you do hundred right. years of this, you hundred days of this a year. And I have to oftentimes stop myself and go, that like this has to be just amazing for the person that's with me, right? And you have to remember that stuff. But I like riding, you know, riding back, look back, and you got a string of horses, a set of elk horns, moose horns on there, a big set of sheep horns, you know, all that jazz. I love shooting a sheep or a goat and coming back and hearing those horses. I just love that because oh, I, can get, yeah. Yeah, because I can get off my feet, you know, yeah. I can ride home. I, I don't have to worry about all that other stuff. Horse just takes care of it, right? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we've had all kinds of crazy experiences whether it's you know i charged by a grizzly bear while on horseback there it was one funny one time we we come riding out charged by a grizzly bear this was funny <laughs> okay oh it's hilarious <laughs> i th- <laughs> i thought it was hilarious I, so i'm riding along going up the trail and it's kind of a windy day and the wind's in our face and just going up just hitting alpine come over and i hear this noise and my horse stops and i go oh here we go and I could just hear her coming, hey. <clears throat> and I look up. She comes out at like five yards, just comes out of the brush, stands up in front of us. And I just pull, I just, you know, just touch the rein on my horse. He sees this kind of crap all the time. You know, touch the rein. <laughs> he just turns and he looks and just stands there. She looks at us for like three seconds and turns and runs off. Well, and I kind of go, hey, bro, get out of here. It turns around off and then just keep going. <laughs> and I'm riding along. And she had a couple cubs and stuff with her. I'm riding oh, along. Man. We ride for about an hour. <laughs> and then the one guy with us, he goes, what happened on the trail back there? I was like, oh, we were charged by a grizzly bear. And he, just, like, and he, he didn't even notice. He didn't even know. No. And we yeah. rolled by. I could see her in the trees as we're riding by. I didn't say anything to get everybody all worked up about it. But, you know, there's those guys. And. And a horse helps you with those interactions, right? Yeah, because the horse looked at you, looked at the grizz, or the the grizzly bear looked at you and the horse, and went, "Nah, probably not today." That's a great big elk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was one. That's more than I need to chew <laughs> on <right>. today. <laughs> we we run in we run into we're riding into some country that I didn't know anybody had ever been in. We come riding along, and all of a sudden I hear a horse up on the like there's a kind of a willow bench above us, and I hear this horse up there, and I'm like, I look back. And I think there was three of us. There was three of us that time. And we had 13 horses all together. And I hear this horse, and I'm looking who's missing. And all of a sudden, Don's on me, and here he comes, full tilt. This grizzly bear comes off the top. And that sucker come, and he stood, like, faced off with me at, like, he he come into the middle of the string. So I turn my horse, and I come just back. And I just faced him off, like, Nose to nose, me and my horse are standing there, five yards tops. Wow! And I'm <laughs> no way. I'm standing in the saddle as high as I can, and in the deepest voice, I'm like, "Get out of here!" 
<laughs> got both hands up. That sucker, he just stood face me, face to face. He finally just kind of turned, walked up on the ridge, just stood there and watched us while all, all rode by. Guarantee he'd never seen a person before in his wow. life. He, he couldn't figure out what was going on. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Everybody else is like freaking out. I'm like, just stay on your horse. Yeah. Whatever you do, just stay on your horse. Yeah, don't, don't get around. down and be a little uh, yeah. a little vittle for him. <laughs> People get excited, want to pull their guns out, all that stuff. No, just stay on your horse. You're good. Horse knows how to deal with this stuff. Mm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So that's funny. Yeah, that make that make most people's butt pucker a little bit though. We we should do just a storytelling podcast sometime. Best grizzly bear story. Best grizzly bear story. Best this. Best that. There's a, there's a few guys we should get do a podcast. And so a couple other outfits. One thing when you go like if you go on a horseback hunt with you or something, you, you, what, what your horses are all used to this. They're oh, all yeah. used to grizzly bears. They're grizzly used bears. to they're yeah. used to the mountains. You know, they're acclimated. Yeah, you don't have tremendous elevation, which is nice. No, um, like we're in Spearfish. What are we at here? About four thousand feet. Yeah, that's one of my higher camps. Is at about four thousand feet. Yeah, like it's just it's, it's very just doable, weird. even very if you come from sea level. But you have enough horses too. If you if you're trying to bring your own horses, it's hard because you know having oh. enough trailer space, yeah, having yeah, enough yeah. horses. You know. When we would do it, we'd always be, you know, we'd be, we'd be stretched to the limit. Yeah. You we know, got, you got 50 some horses and then, you know, guys ride them into different camps and those, they just stay there for, they, they stay there for a hundred days in the mountains. That's all they do. And they ride out in the end because they're two full days ride in there. Like we don't bring them in. Well, I think and then we fly everybody in. I think there's some peace in being somewhat mobile too with hunters. Yeah, yeah. Like backpacking, you get stuck on two ridges, and you're right. like, "Dude, I'm limited to this." With to speak to what you were saying before, you just go look around the other side of the mountain. There, there's there's a mental enthusiasm around the fact, Brad, and you come down and you go, "Well, we didn't see anything," and you say to him, "You know what? Tomorrow, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna get up. We're gonna have some eggs and bacon. Uh, you and me and two horses. We're just gonna hot hop it mm-hmm. around the corner. We're gonna look up the next valley, mm-hmm. and uh, um, we we've seen sheep up there before. We've seen moose in there before. Um, no problem. It's and not a four day commitment to go check a basin out. A hundred percent. And then so that mentally changes it. And then the other thing I think with that type of transportation and now." Dolorums and sat phones, iridium, you know, reaches and and mm-hmm. the or what do I have the go that you can, iridium go the iridium go that three guys can you know if you're in camp you put hook, open the box up hey honey we just had a great day on the, you know that there's a there's an elevation in spirit that happens with it, that it literally takes some of the remoteness out of and it. and the tension out of it yeah in the tension yeah. What's happening at home? Oh, man, we had two days of weather. These horses have been – no, 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 no. Tomorrow's going to be fine. Yeah. I, I looked at the weather report on my inReach. It's going to be good tomorrow. Brad, we're going to have a great dinner tonight. And call your wife. Um, things are rocking. And it, it really does. I mean, it's just – it's uh, There's a piece when you're back there that's kind of hard to describe. Horseback. Mm-hmm. It, oh, boy. It's just oh, – And you're in gorgeous you country. bring a bottle of whiskey with you. Oh, Yes, some fireball, some shit. We've never done that, fireball. but it sounds like it's something you know we would consider in the future. <laughs> that's a sarcasm. Oh, that's up. sarcasm. Yeah. That's an embellishment. Yeah. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, Brad, we've done that. Are you <laughs> sh- <laughs> 
kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? There's nothing, uh, like, there's nothing like a dead yeah. moose or a dead sheep uh, and toasting a whiskey drink with your buddies going, dude, we just did this. This is awesome. Because it, it, you know what the other thing is from my perspective, you know, spending 20 years flying around in an iron lung and uh, building a business, when you now – are able to go do it. I saved some money or I spent some money or I have some money that you can go do these wilderness experiences like this. It honestly gives you a different appreciation because it's like the remoteness that what you desire to, to work to, to get to is like, it manifested like well, you're it's amazing. Starbucks claustrophobia. If you take that and you get over that and embrace it, it's, it's a peaceful, I honestly, serenity. I do believe Working. Yeah. yeah, I do believe that there is a yearning by by the human race to be in wilderness. That sounds a little foo foo or whatever. No, you want to call I don't. It. I, I don't think but so at all. It, it's a perspective. My changer. uncle Phil always said, "How did people get the spearfish? You had to come. Yeah. You, you left Chamberlain, which is beautiful, lush on one side, and you go to a nasty soap weed, tumbleweed. Uh, you know uh, what? Just." cactus and you go for a week's ride it's falling off hostile natives everything and then you come to spearfish with warm creek and and you're like ah what makes you go after all that getting to uh spearfish you go we should keep heading west (laughs) (laughs) it's those big white rocks in the in the that you see on the horizon. Do, I mean, do, you, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because in the in a man's soul, there's always something about what's over that next ridge. You know what I'm saying? We're mm-hmm. supposed to be adventurers, and I think that wilderness thing is. You know, Brad and I talk about that all the time. You know, uh, well, hey, you guys, why you, you guys are 55 years old? You guys go like this like all year long, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's weird, simple things that you take for granted. Um, like I, I struggle to drink water. When Me I'm too. Out here. Oh, boy, does water, Brian struggle. All, I'm with you. I, I struggle to drink water. And when I get there and there's a mountain stream come out of a glacier or something, I drink it by the gallon. Yeah, it's it's different. It's You're different. right. I drink way it's more water different. there, too. And then you, even, you know, you say, wow, you're being more physically active. No, I crave it. And right. I, and I don't crave water here. Like, I don't, <laughs> yuck. But if you could bottle <laughs> that stuff and bring it out. <laughs> Amazing. 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 So, yeah, you know what, guys? What what a podcast. We'll take you up on the the Aaron storytelling session. I think we should just call it that and do a podcast on that sometime. Uh, We'll have to do it. Telling you what, uh, BC, where you're at, horseback, it's an adventure. If you, you know, if people who are listening to this haven't done it, you deserve to go do something like the, this it and, is and the it, hunting is only a portion of the, the hunting is just a chunk just of it, chunk of it yeah. jump jump up on that horse ride out ride through the god's country i mean just it's just hard to it's hard to believe what's in store for you so, if you've never done it so man shit is what it is it's man shit without yeah. question well to use that as a conduit if you're listening to this call or this uh, podcast we so appreciate you joining us today. I would, if I was you, 
uh, get a hold of your local advisor. Call here, 605-644-8000. Go to rollingbones.com. Check out our membership. We have over 465 outfitters that we have vetted and over 1,400-plus adventures that are on there that are like this, man shit. And, um, and honestly, get a hold of us. Get a hold of us. We'd love to, because one of the things I like about your plan too, how many hunters over the last 10 years have we brought to you that you said, yeah, you know what, put 20% down and start making payments to me mm. and I'll take you hunting. Yeah. How many how many people have you taken that weren't wealthy dudes? They made a great income and they were able to chip away over a twenty four to thirty six month period. Oh, it's and a they majority ended up in of them. Majority of them. Yeah. And so if you're listening to this podcast today, bleep called it help hunt expedition layaway plan. You got to go get a hold of us for our members. We have a help plan. We will make sure we get everything from the gear to the transportation to his presentation when you deliver in camp or you're delivered in camp to go out and do that. You got you you owe yourself one of these if, if you know how many people have we sent up to his camp, Brian Johnson's this changed my life. I'm a different person because yeah, of this. That's what I'm thinking. I mean you it's know what just I'm saying? It's oh just my gosh crazy. I, I didn't realize what this could be like. From 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 doctors to dentists to electrical contractors to laborers, we've sent to you yeah. and you've taken them up the mountain and it's been a life changing. So you know what Aaron, we appreciate you. We appreciate having a product that when we deliver it, we know what you're gonna get. I do want to say too I appreciate how you guys do your thing. Um, I'll get a call saying, hey, we have somebody interested in a hunt. Can you get on a call with a, a, with a hunter and an advisor, do a Zoom call? I like doing those. I, the more questions people can ask, the more it's framed properly in their mind and their expectations are correct. Right. Um, you know, they should feel free to do that it's, anytime. It's that picture right there we're looking at. Goat. BC, <laughs> it's a win-win-win. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that was the I, night. I, I, I that I was the night I knew you were absolutely beating the shit out of us when I sat in your saddle, and uh, um, <laughs> and 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 I rode off. Well, on look your, at that picture. Uh, yeah. Why wouldn't I put him on a saddle like that with a hat like that? Oh my! Where God. did you get that? That's oh. a Radar O'Reilly hat. Yeah. Well, oh, you know what? It was. It was mine used uh, to be green. Uh, yeah. Well, mine's cool. <laughs> um. So anyway. <laughs> All right, how well, do you, listen. How do you spell cool? <laughs> it's a different word than I use. <laughs> it, 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 cool and honestly, if you want to develop a great personal relationship with somebody who just beats the shit out of you and, and, uh, and uh, really is, you know, mean to you, um, <laughs> you should come in here and we'll help you out. There's this sarcasm. <laughs> anyway, thanks for joining us today on this episode of Hunt the World. As always, stay safe, be healthy, and happy hunting.